Now it's time for Greg Bishop and the Council Roundup. Nothing I like more than waking up on a Wednesday morning and seeing that a council meeting went two and a half hours. <laughs> Gadget beat buddy, three hours, 2.53 last week. Oh, nice. That's good. Um, but yeah, good stuff last night, full council meeting, uh, and uh, we'll get to most of it. Not all of it, most of it. Last night had zoning, so that took up a good half hour up front, and they had uh, several um, citizens address the council uh, one even like read some kind of uh, sermon or something about racial equality and very passionate. Uh, we're not going to get to the citizens addressing the council, though, uh, but we will be here getting an update from uh, the fire chief on COVID-19 at the tail end. Uh, but let's start now with how COVID-19 is impacting the city's finances. First up, Treasurer Misty Busher with how we're looking with the city's bank accounts. The corporate fund in the month of September had a beginning balance of $14,651,707. We took in total receipts of $18,008,811. We had total disbursements in the month of September of $19,723,704, which left the corporate fund with an ending balance in the month of September of $12,936,814. This concludes my report, Marilyn Felder. Sounds pretty good to me, Chris. $12 million plus? Yeah. I mean, well, hey. we, we took a little dent there. Took a little dent. I mean, we we talked about that last week too, because it's pretty much the same numbers there. Right. And uh, you know, it's about a million six in the dent there. Still though, not bad. We got a lot of cash on hand. Yeah. Um, now, Budget Director McCarty, uh, he shares the council some of uh, the latest projections and uh, how they're kind of reworking things amid COVID nineteen uh, economy. Things have continued to improve based on data that we've seen. We did receive the July sales tax numbers, and we saw that in the state sales tax, we're actually 1.4% over expected budget, 2.7% on city sales tax over expected budget for the month of July. So it's looking better than it did. We talked with uh, Budget Director McCarty last week, and he kind of shared some of those numbers. But uh, a lay of the land so far when it comes to the impact of COVID-19 on the states and cities' finances? A couple of things we've done. One, we've removed the C and D scenarios, which were the worst-case scenarios. We're going to focus on more of A and B as things start to move closer and closer together. And based on the numbers that we have, the data that we have, we've run a couple of scenarios where it looks like now we're facing maybe a four to five million dollar revenue shortfall versus budget, which is certainly great news for all of us. That's about half of what we had projected or expected way back in March when we didn't have any data. And some of that's going to be made up uh, pretty quick uh, with uh, funds we'll hear about the city getting access to a bit later on. But looking ahead, Chris, and this is something that I think uh, you know we touched base with the mayor on earlier this week, the holiday shopping season and how that's going to impact the city's coffers. There are a lot of economists out there that are concerned about a, a pretty significant downturn from prior years in the holiday season, especially at local retail establishments because of the pandemic. So that certainly could have an impact on us. Different scenarios being laid out there and is how this is all going to impact the city's coffers? We have four to five million on the sheet, but it could be more in the four to six million dollar range if we were to see that scenario with a, a major downturn. But scenario B is still a three percent decline here on out versus budget. And because of that, I think that, uh, you know, that five to six million dollar range is, is still attainable. And certainly, no matter how you look at it, it's way better than what we 
had thought it might be way back in March. Which was what, like up to $16 million? Sure. was the uh, yeah. most dire scenario they yeah, laid that out. D. That was uh, yeah, scenario D. Um, it wouldn't have been pretty. Uh, but it looks like, you know, it's not as severe as uh, as it was going to be. Uh, but that well, doesn't mean... Again, for now. Yeah. For now. That doesn't mean that's not going to be uh, in the future, nor in next year's budget as well. Uh, but uh, Budget Director McCarty talked about the, the actions the city's taken thus far. About how from the day one we started tracking everything, we started cutting costs, and that's really the two ways that we have attacked this thing. One thing that they're looking at doing is moving some money around, half a million dollars dealing with parking funds. And Chris, we haven't really had much uh, action when it comes to meters uh, downtown because with the COVID restrictions and yeah. well, the mayor's put executive orders in. The right. End of the year, yeah. Exactly right. So uh, they got to make up that money somehow. So they may be looking to transfer $500,000. Oh, at some point, I know we're going to address meters and some other parking issues, but given the pandemic, a lot of those things have been put on hold. And some of those issues included getting like, uh, digitized uh, meters and whatnot. Well, they're not going to be doing that right away. Uh, we'll be talking about how the city is going to try to get reimbursed on a couple of fronts coming up uh, and also hear from uh, Alderman about pension funds and payments to the pension debt, uh, how that's going to be impacted by COVID. Uh, plus, we will get to uh, even more back and forth about um, uh, the city's finances and uh, how available dollars are going to be going for one thing, but maybe not for another and uh, some of the reaction there. So stay tuned. It's all here with the Council Roundup. Now, uh, there's already federal funds out there, Chris. Uh, there's a lot of federal funds out there uh, and that's meant for state and uh, rather for local governments like Springfield. Uh, we reported on this uh, earlier this week where uh, only 4% of $220 million that the Pritzker administration is holding for local governments has been paid out. Springfield's gotten some of that. Here's Budget Director Bill McCarty uh, highlighting uh, the efforts to capture some of those dollars. And the latest guidance that we have is that we can have the presumption that our public safety expenses are associated with COVID response. What does that do? Well, it means that when we were talking about getting maybe one to $1.5 million before in reimbursements, we're now changing that. And the expectation is we're going to get all $4.8 million. And that's going to help out because what did we hear, Chris? It was like up to $6 million? Yeah. Or something like that. Something like yeah, the, the, where where their budget deficit's going to be, and uh, that will plug up a lot of it. And they've been getting at it with the requests. The spreadsheet sure. they got from the uh, state showed that Springfield made the most requests of all cities. Good for us. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that's, 40 requests. That. Absolutely love that. That's our money. Yeah, definitely. Well, if you recall a couple of weeks ago, uh, Budget Director McCarty told him that he actually put in a, uh, a reimbursal amount of like $29 million. <laughs> And he said that got their attention. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. uh, so far, yeah, they're getting at it. They're, they're making those aggressively requests. Aggressively pursuing this, aggressively pushing this. The mayor from day one has, has been telling us to do so. And they've been getting that money, too. We have been paid prox approximately $1.3 million. We got a check last week for $1.3 million. Yeah. And that's where you see the, the green paid there. We have a check coming for 7000 on the way. The others are all pending approval. If we get the approval, as we expect for all of that, we'll get the entirety of the $4.8 million that's currently allocated to us, hopefully within the month. That's the goal. Hey, they can get that 4.8 total. That's going to help. Yeah, before significantly. first, yeah, that'll be great. Alderman Hanauer uh, reacting to some of the things that uh, the budget director brought up. And McCarty says uh, this is kind of uh, what these numbers do not include. There's two things it doesn't include. It doesn't include the entirety of the reimbursement because we 
don't have that approved yet, so we're not going to put it in there. It would be silly to do so. It also doesn't include a matter that's before you tonight, which is whether or not to do the additional nearly $600,000 in police and fire pension funding per the ordinance that you all passed in the spring. So they're going to have that debate right now. Here's Alderman Hanauer. Still with everything going on and still outstanding, your recommendation is to hold the, the additional payment? That's my recommendation. Until we find out if we get everything and then look at it. Holding an additional pension payment, Chris. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to um, say that that's a bad idea? Uh, that would be Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMiniman. The $3.3 million we thought we were going to increase next year is actually going to be $2.3 million, which is still substantial versus what we've seen before. I don't recall ever seeing a $2 million increase before plus increase before, but certainly that's a far cry from $3.3 million, so a little bit of good news there. Well, not to who you predicted is Nothing reacting to this. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting through this year much, much better because we're getting nearly $5 million in stimulus money. That, combined with the aggressive cuts that the administration put in place since March, is going to help us in this year pretty close to even, maybe a little negative, maybe a little positive, actually. There's no guarantee we're going to get that money next year. I've been watching all day the news. They've been talking about stimulus. They're trying to get a deal done. And it's, uh, I just looked at it before I came up here, and it's, it's not looking good right now. I mean, maybe something will come later, but we, we, can't, we can't budget on hope. We're not going to budget on hope. We'll hear Alderman McMiniman's response to uh, the possibility of holding a uh, extra pension payment coming up. Uh, so stay tuned for that. This is the council roundup. Uh, so we'll get to that conversation. It's an important one uh, because the pension debt does continue to grow, and there seems to be mixed uh, thoughts on how long we should hold that pension payment for, uh, and, and the importance of getting that pension payment in because it is a promise. Uh, also, we will uh, cover a uh, a little bit with COVID nineteen. In the latest and city officials uh, raising the alarm and urging people to continue uh, their mitigation efforts. So stay tuned. It's all on the way here with the Council Roundup. Getting back to the Council Roundup brought to you by Head West Subs. When you want a great sub, you've got to head west. So the conversation at the tail end of Budget Director McCarty's uh, presentation about COVID finances uh, impacting the city uh, dealt with the possibility of delaying an extra pension payment of nearly $600,000. Alderman Hanauer actually proposed holding that in committee for months. Here's how budget, uh, rather, um, uh, Ward 7 Alderman Joe McMiniman reacted to that. Ultimately, this council has a responsibility to recognize the severity of the problem, whether it be in good times, which would have been preferable the last 10 years, we could have done something about it during the good years, but in, instead the mountain of police and fire pension debt doubled from $200 million to $400 million. So this problem is not going away, I think. And he says that moving forward, got to be prudent about how we and when we spend those dollars to cover those promises. It's, it's irresponsible to keep uh, deferring a uh, responsibility to do something about this. And this is a small step. It's really a small step. Um, What about the future? The the conditions are just going to get worse, folks. The financial conditions of the city are just going to get worse. He has worries moving forward. The the same rationale for saying no tonight will be a no in March. And our pension debt will just keep growing up. 
There's this conversation, though, Chris, about, you know, the, the fund balance. We heard a bit about that with uh, the treasurer, Misty Busher's report. We got like, what, $12 plus million in, in fund balance right now? Yep. Um, that's, you know, cash in the bank. Uh, and there's talks about, you know, maybe just dipping into that to cover the COVID, re- the COVID um, uh, budget impacts and maybe covering some of these other costs. Sure. Um, McMiniman talked about using available cash dollars uh, where it's appropriate to spending our corporate fund balance to pay for our police and fire pensioners. Are you going to vote no, yes, vote no for a quarter million dollars that we send to a corporate, to a county economic development fund, which is flush with cash right now? Because that's the next ordinance up. They had one ordinance that would have given about $600,000 to the pension funds. That's being requested to be put on hold. The next ordinance up was $250,000 to the Growth Alliance, Sangamon Springfield, you know, Business Development sure. uh, Corporation. Which uh, I believe has $2.1 million dollars, yeah. uh, already in hand. Something so, like that, yeah. Yeah, he's saying, listen, we've got to prioritize here a bit. Uh, we'll hear more about that argument back and forth, but uh, Alderman Hanauer definitely wanted to clarify that he is not looking to vote no on this. He's just looking to delay it. We asked to hold it till March. So that we know what this, what the what the actual numbers for COVID is for us. And Alderwoman Conley also chiming in. I just feel very strongly that we made a commitment when this was passed to our, our police and fire department that we would, whenever possible, at the time when we're presented with with the uh, the year's budget, make this additional payment. So. Um, I will not be voting in favor to hold this. And Alderman Redpath also chiming in. I'm not going to vote no against this, Joe. I'm not. I'm not going to vote no not to put more money in the pension system. I really. We all want to do that. We're just asking to hold on to it for a little while. I don't think anybody here is trying to be subversive by saying they're not going to vote for it. I think they want it. Man, so it'll happen eventually, but when? Uh, and uh, does that uh, impact uh, the the investment returns? Because how much money the pensions have on hand impacts how much money they make back on investments. Sure. Which is a line item that, uh, you know, could be 7%, could be 6%, could be 7%, uh, 7.5, or could bounce around all over the place. And and what's the investment outlook look like? You know, I mean, Uh, that's the big question, too. Who's got the crystal ball? Exactly. Um, Alderwoman Turner also chiming in on this. I would be amenable to um, holding this if we only hold it, if we only hold it to the point where we can make the payment within this current fiscal year. So they ended up holding it. All right, so we'll hear more about pensions, and I think it's just an ongoing conversation uh, that city leaders are having with themselves and uh, with the pension systems as well. Uh, you'll also probably hear a lot about this in the uh, fall veto session at the state house because they may actually want to push that pension ramp back to help not just Springfield but all municipalities that are struggling with pension debt, which some would characterize that as kicking the can down the road. Uh, but we get to this next ordinance, which would give two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the Sangamon uh, Growth Alliance, and McMiniman's got questions about that. Residents, they don't pay for it twice because there's no municipal payment from Chatham. There's no municipal payment from Rochester. There's no municipal payment from Williamsville. There's no municipal payment from Pleasant Plains. So I just think that uh, Springfield residents are being uh, over overtaxed on this, and uh, that's that's why he's opposing it. 
Uh, and I think it's an interesting point. It really is. <laughs> I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah. Springfield County funds to this and just city of Springfield giving funds to this. Yeah. Indeed. Springfield residents are double taxed. Yeah. It's uh, something to consider. Uh, but he also talks about how he wants this $250,000 to go elsewhere. That's where I'd like to see a quarter of a million dollars spent every Infrastructure. year. Infrastructure. To improve those gateways into Springfield. I think we get more direct benefit, and the city citizens of Springfield can look around and say, oh, okay, now I understand where my tax dollars are going. That's where it's been spent. We'll see if that conversation's had, but I'm pretty sure that uh, measure advanced as well. Uh, Alderman Fulgenzi uh, supporting it. Uh, anytime we can spend money for economic growth within the city, uh, that has a reward, and we see it coming back multiple times. And I, I think this is a very worthwhile project, and I'd like to see it passed. And it did pass. So the ordinance passes eight voting yes, two voting no. I think Alderman right. DeCenso voted no as well, uh-huh. along with McMiniman. Wow. That's, so, a, that's a nice alliance. Yeah, right. It's starting I, right there. Every once in a while, uh, McMiniman agrees with practically everybody on the council. Uh, it's every once in a while. And right. Sometimes it deals with issues like this. Even though they may uh-huh. roll their eyes every time he talks about pensions, it's still something that... Uh, uh, they all recognize. And Alderman Fulgenzi, really by the way, upping is now average to 7.2 words per meeting with that 21-word <laughs> statement. So that's very nice. uh, all right. Um, another interesting little development here, rail relocation. There's been a lot of talk about that. Uh, in particular, buying properties that are close to rail relocation. Uh, this is um, a property that uh, raised some... Um, what some people are, are calling questionable comments from an alder person. Stay tuned entertain a motion to pull out of a committee 2020-401 with regards to uh, the rail improvement project for purchase of property in 918 East Edwards. All right. And that property is for a uh, one churnus. And the property would be $11,000 purchase. Just, you know, as part of railway location. Alderwoman Turner uh, was very critical about this. Okay, well, let's get this moving as fast as we can for Mr. Turner since he moved really fast on cleaning up that mess he made Pillsbury. at the same location that we had to take him to court multiple times. So so she uh, makes those statements. Uh, Misty Busher, then uh, the treasurer, talks about how Chernus has some uh, past due bills with the city. Alderwoman Turner, I just want to let you know that uh, Mr. Joe Chernus Sr. does owe the city $25 on a parking citation and owes the utility $18.19 for a total debt of owed of $43.19. And what I told Director Bottom we will do is when the check is cut, we will have him come pick up the check after he pays his fines. Thank you very much. You're welcome. <laughs> Such a deadbeat. <laughs> that right there has got somebody rubbing uh, the wrong way this morning. Uh, call him a deadbeat. I don't know if it was tongue-in-cheek. It sounded tongue-in-cheek, right? It sounded right? tongue-in-cheek to me. Uh, $48. <laughs> 43. $43. Four, sorry, $43. Cents, yeah. <laughs> uh, you'll have to pay that before you can get the eleven grand for the property. Uh, it's part of railway location. Uh, pretty, pretty funny stuff. All right, now let's get to the final moments here. And they had some back and forth with uh, various citizens, but uh, it's important that we get an update from the fire chief, Alan Riney, about uh, the latest COVID-19 numbers. The big worry is, is if we're truly... Uh, two or three weeks behind Europe, as we have been. Uh, their numbers are going back up and getting worse also. Um, ICU beds available is a bit of a concern, uh, meaning that we've always hovered around 60% availability. We're down around 40% now, but that got there pretty quick. That 20% was only over a couple of weeks. 
So that's uh, that's one thing that we're concerned about. And they'll be keeping an eye on that moving forward. And here's the mayor uh, talking about it. Because the bottom line is uh, we want to make sure that we keep our businesses open. Uh, in Southern Illinois, I know they closed the bars and restaurants. Uh, that's really concerning. Uh, for Springfield, if you can imagine, if we have to roll back the restaurants, I've had numerous uh, restaurants say they will never reopen, and these are longtime restaurant individuals, restaurateurs, so uh, that is very concerning. So, we'll see what happens there, Alderwoman Turner. Our region was very, very close to having those restrictions, so everybody's, you know, having fits and, and marching about opening up and going back to school and playing sports, but if we don't do what we need to do, in order to maintain where we are, we're never gonna roll back so that, you know, our kids can go back to school or, and, you know, uh, seniors can have their senior year and, and individuals can play sports. So we have to stay diligent and God knows, Chuck, me and Chuck wanna see a Lanphier basketball season, don't we? We do. <laughs> so come on, mask up, people. <laughs> That's your council roundup.